Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I am Lisa Tahir, your host, and each week I bring you interviews with guests, uh, people that I admire, what they are doing, and what they're about. And my belief underlying this show is, is knowing that all of our contributions matter. A little bit about me is I'm a licensed clinical social worker. I practice as an intuitive psychotherapist. I utilize EMDR, Reiki, sessions in my practice. Um, I have offices in both New Orleans and Los Angeles. You are welcome to find me at nolatherapy.com, which is the abbreviation for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy. And you can reach out to be a guest on this show or a sponsor if you would like. So today we are continuing on part two with part two of a three-part series with my guest, Amadeus. She is a medical intuitive, an astrologer, a clairvoyant artist, and musician. She has an office in the heart of Santa Monica where you can meet with her to have sessions. And today is, is today's quite a day. <laughs> and um, we are going to be talking about Mercury moving out of retrograde. And, and the theme today is going to be about communications and how Amadeus has an ability to read patterns and tuning into channels of frequency and using them to create and and help you create things in your life that you want to create. I am going to bring her on right now. Welcome, Amadeus. Hi, how are you? I am good. How are you? I'm good. Can you hear me all right? I can hear you very well. Thank you. Cell phone. Okay. Um. Do you, and also I just want to give the the number to call in. If we're in the middle of a conversation, you might have to call back or wait for us to pause. But if you'd like to call in to ask a question to Amadeus or myself, the number is 818-602-4929. So Amadeus, where do you want to start today with our second show together? Well, I was going to give a little preamble because I'm known for that. And I was thinking, did I give this preamble before? But just in case I didn't, I wanted to give a little preamble because I've been thinking a lot since we last speak about, um, speak, wow, <laughs> talk about communication. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was, that was, that actually was about everything about Mercury, which <laughs> great moving direct, but being a little bumpy. <laughs> yes. That was awesome. Um, anyways, I, I had thought a lot about, um, why I do astrology, what I believe in, how I do it, why I'm also a songwriter and a writer, because I get asked a lot, you know, are these the same things? Do they come from the same source? And I felt like I wanted to go through my little preamble that I give all my clients when they come. Yeah, please and do. If, uh, some of my clients are listening. They know they've been submitted to, <laughs> I've submitted them to this. Great. And I tell them, I tell them, Thank you. I tell all my clients that they don't have to believe in astrology. I don't have to believe in astrology. Um, A reading for me is not based upon this belief or this agreement. You know, it's 
based on, first and foremost, my client's desire to schedule a time for him or herself to be seen. And that's, that's something that's the most important to me. And my job is to reflect and witness using different tools. I use astrology quite frequently because I find that, you know, it's a wonderful neutral witnesser, you know, yeah. it's a, in the patterns that it reads. And, you know, sometimes I'll use some tarot cards, definitely do clairvoyant stuff. Every once in a while, you know, I will do a little creative therapy. But all of it is with the idea that my clients can grow or actualize or find an experience that they find meaningful that will actualize them or open them up to walking on the path. And none of it has to be because they believe necessarily in the tool of astrology. Okay, cool. And, and when, I, when I was thinking about that, I also thought that the one thing I also tell my clients is that I say if we can agree upon one thing only, that we, in some semblance, we create our own reality, that I'm talking to you on a phone, or, or it doesn't even look like a phone, right. <laughs> a square device, that there's, you know, there's, there's a floor, a ceiling, wherever you are, wherever I am, wherever anyone is listening, and that, you know, as uh, below, so above, as above, so below, and that the heavens, the planets, they're all reflections, an external reflection of something going on internally with us. And that is why astrology can work as a great pattern reader of a blueprint about the moment that you incarnated. Does that make some sense? It does. It does. Are you there? Okay. <laughs> yeah. As like a well, blueprint, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so, so it's a, why we, you know, get your birth time and exact location and moment that you incarnated um, is to get a snapshot of that, you know, that moment, you know, externally that's reflecting you internally at the moment yes. of your birth. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then what really got me fascinated was that the more somebody, so they speak, doesn't believe in astrology, the more almost accurate it can be. In a predict- as a predictive device, although I, I don't use it as that. I don't think most astrologers really do. Okay. It's more of, again, a, wit- a witnessing, you know, tool to show some things that you may have incarnated with, with more um, ease. You know, uh, you, you come out with a voice that just comes out like an angel, someone will say, without any effort, things you're learning. Sometimes the things you're learning are the things you actually master the most, you know, and become known for. And so once you're witnessed and seen in a reading, and this reflection I'm giving, this somewhat neutral yeah. reflection, um, then a client can go off or, you know, and decide to, you know, believe in that, what they were told or not, discard it. Or, and in that, there's a change, an evolving of this blueprint. And that's what I find interesting. Yeah, definitely um, that's interesting. In astrology. Yeah. And... Um, and I think I think I felt like talking about that in the beginning, even if that seems a little abstract, because it's all about this reflection, this inside, outside, this you know, downloading from the ether to be right. what, to revealing what's within. Yes. Um, As therapists, and, we do and, that too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you do. You absolutely do. I, I always, I in fact, I always say, I don't know if I told you this ever. But whether it's Jungian theory or, you know, some other cognitive thing, astrology works in the same way. It's patterns, it's archetypes, you know, mm-hmm. a, a tool for self-discovery and change. Yes, which so, is what I like about it. Yeah. Um, and so, so even, and go so, on and then I'll oh, ask you. I was going to say okay, before so. we came on the show, you were talking about um, the the Jupiter-Saturn square. 
and somehow yeah. that just popped in my head. So I, I don't know if you want to talk about that now or. Yeah, yeah I think that's wonderful. So uh, Lisa and I got to talk for about two minutes right before uh, the show went live. And we were both laughing because uh, we'd had a, a, a reflection, a perfect reflection. Her morning was crazy. Mine was um, somewhat calm. And then the last half hour, <laughs> <laughs> bizarre stuff right up to two minutes or maybe, let's say, two seconds before I got on air. And yours calmed down. And I was saying that, you know, that was the reflection, again, the reflection of the energy up in the heavens right now and how we both internally, uh, you know, were reflecting that. So... Yes, today's, today's a great day for an astrology show. Today, um, the planet Jupiter, the planet of expansion, how we grow, how we uh, journey out from ourselves into joyful, the planet of luck, you know, um, sometimes it's attributed with wealth, and expanding influence um, is meeting up in what it's sometimes called a square, but in the astrology that I study these days, it's called a stepping stone, which I prefer. It's a much more positive way to think Okay, of it. it is. Yeah. Um, and it's in a stepping stone with Saturn, the, the taskmaster, the planet that sometimes makes us feel like we're limited. So I was saying that the energy today to you was sort of like expansion. We're all expanding and it's good and things are moving finally also with uh, the sun finally going into Gemini and Mercury getting out of retrograde. Yes. So there's finally movement. I actually feel like today is finally movement, but you and I were both perceptively seeing movement. Mine was... I was being challenged as I expanded, meaning I'm going to talk today and expand out, you know, yes, into the universe, and it's a beautiful thing, because my cat decided, um, I'm living somewhere new, my cat decided to uh, disappear, oh, <laughs> completely uh, disappear, uh, in, a, in a very bad way, right before I, I needed to talk to you, and that is what felines do. Um, you know, she just really wanted to reflect what was going on. So I was being challenged, but she came back about a second before you and I talked. I'm so glad. Yeah. And you told me that that same kind of expansion, may I say? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I was uh, to our listeners. I was telling Amadeus how uh, you know I'm I've been in between New Orleans and Los Angeles for 19 months now consecutively, and I've spent about 20 days in New Orleans and 10 days in Los Angeles. And I had a realization uh, last month when I was in Los Angeles. It's like I've been dating the city, like dating, and and I feel like it's time for me to commit. And so yeah, I made a commitment, and I have found my first apartment. And signed a year's lease yesterday. And so, like, I feel I feel this huge expansion and it feels really right. Like, this is the right time. And at the same time, this morning, everything I have to line up to come in town for 48 hours next week and set up mm-hmm. totally fell through. Like, it cannot, like, nothing wow. that I plan can get delivered. And I started to flip out and feel so anxious. <laughs> and then talking to a friend, she had some suggestions. And it was just a matter of kind of, like, seeing my options. And, and it's all right. going to be fine. And so when you said this Jupiter-Saturn step stone is going on, right. it made sense because I feel expansive and at the same time, this restriction, you know, like coming up right. on my plans. So I was like, wow, right. that's that's cool that there is something going on with the planets that reflect this. Absolutely. And, and today is, um, you know, in some ways, you know, we've been going through these things for uh, nine months, the stepping stones between Jupiter and Saturn. And this is the third one. So it's kind okay. of culminating. It's funny that you said a commitment, you know, it's like nine months of birth or something. Maybe you've been dating a city for nine months. But um, 
all of us are, are just finding that in little ways, big ways today. So I encourage anyone who's having some interesting, let's say, challenge in the midst of something expansive or uh, exhilarating to just remember that um, it's just here to help us, you know, like a stepping stone. Think of it. You don't know exactly where you're going, which can get frustrating, but you, you're getting a new stone along the path, you know, to walk down. Yeah. It just may not be exactly the way you envisioned it at the moment. <laughs> you know, there's a lot. So, of, there's a lot of energy about allowance. I also, you know, I wrote that, you know, down in notes. You know, allowing. I, I, I thought, and maybe I'll jump ahead on that. that yeah, can you tell me sense? more about that by uh, allowing? Yeah, yeah, I'd love to hear more. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we all talk about that a lot. Certainly, in Los Angeles with a lot of self help books and things. We always talk about surrender, allowing, or being in the now. But, you know, it's a practice, and, and we get, um, sometimes, you know, we get faced with it again and go, really, again? <laughs> you know, I have to not know what's happening or what's coming. And I, I encourage everybody right now, there's so much beautiful energy, finally. You know, we've been mired for quite a bit of the spring and, and releasing things. I think we talked about that. That was Our last show. Because, yeah, yeah, with the just, lunar and know, solar eclipses release. in March. Yes. The merging into the muck. Uh, ancient DNA patterns, you know, ancient, you know, stories about yourself that need to be released. There's been so much of that going on. And I, what I will touch on is, uh, about communication in just a few minutes, but, yes. but suddenly I have to say today, because I really feel it today, it kind of started yesterday. Um, we're, we really are giving, being given a little wind, you know, a little bit of lighter energy. And mm-hmm. I encourage everybody to allow it to move us where we're going, but not because, you, we suddenly have a little more expansion and joy, let's say, to to get into what that looks like. You know, we really yeah. just need to allow where we're being moved right now. Um, that makes sense to that, me to allow what's happening, even when it's um, contrary to our plans and expectations. Mm-hmm. Right. And those those words have been coming up a lot with a lot of clients of mine. Have I they? Think, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, if I had to say... Uh, some of the more, you know, um, popular words <laughs> when dealing with themes, you know, themes come up um, at different times, you know, and the theme of expectation or releasing expectation, um, the theme of communication and really speaking my truth, uh, being heard, uh, that's everywhere. Not, so maybe I will dive into the Mercury. Yeah. Stuff. Okay, good. Um, Let's hear it. So, yeah. So Mercury has been in retrograde and um, that's the planet of communication and how we think even most people who don't know too much about astrology have heard of this thing and with quite some horror called mercury retrograde yes. and all they know, you know if they read the reader's digest version it's to be terrified to, it's bad know, oh god that's their car yes. your computer's gonna you know blow up you if you buy <laughs> a new car it will be a lemon you know exactly. you'll, you'll send that awful uh, sex text by accident to the wrong person and yes. it wasn't even you it was autocorrect it was sex instead of you know c you know and, and you oh know oh my gosh all of that <laughs> right and you know um and so um you know once you learn to work with the energy of it and this is this it's really not as bugaboo a thing for people that actually in their natal charts have mercury retrograde um i have a dear friend kathleen if she's out there listening whose life you know she goes yay mercury's in retrograde because her mercury is in retrograde so suddenly okay what did you say i said that's (laughs) interesting somebody born during a mercury Mm -hmm. retrograde okay Mm -hmm. yep somebody born during a mercury retrograde uh quite often feels like finally 
<laughs> things are going my way. Finally, people understand me, you know, while the rest of the world is tearing up their hair and trying to back up their phone and they have to sign a contract. And, you know, I'm telling them, well, you know, you can. I mean, everything's as it's supposed to be. And they're freaking out that they can't. And, you know, and then the ones born with mercury retrograde are saying, yes, you know, I can sign it. I can buy the new computer. Um, yeah. But, but all that being said, um, when you learn to work with the energy for a person not born with Mercury retrograde, um, you learn to see that what it does, it, when it's in retrograde, a planet in retrograde means that the energy, you know, how we think, how we communicate, you know, how we connect, language, you know, electronics, um, it goes internal. And that's not a bad thing. It just, it's actually a beautiful thing. And if, and if you get in touch with it, um, you know, you, you can almost relish it because you're taking off the hook of all this external direct drive that you have to have. And, okay. and we say that anything as astrologers, you know, that you would, with the, uh, you know, the prefix of re, redo, retool, revisit, you know, these things go better because you're going back within to something that already existed and okay. um, allowing it to really, you know, burgeon into what it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and when we take that time to see what comes up and we're not afraid of what we, you know, think of as a restriction, and I think so much of why we, we can think that Mercury retrograde is difficult is because so much of our world, you know, um, our, our 3D world, as I like to, you know, I, I explain it. Reality. Um, is about, yeah, you know, a hard reality, you know, you know like the Our tangible, our tangible kind yeah, of on the earth tangible, plane. tangible, yeah, yeah earth plane. Although I, I'm of the mind that it, one doesn't have to live on the earth plane doing this that much. This I, I believe we're really changing. I think, thank you. Yeah. I, I really, really believe we're changing. But in the meantime, you know, I'm human, you're human. And I bump up against the fact that my calendar says, you know, I have to do this. But two people have to meet in a location and show up because of the parking, uh, you know, closes at such and such a time or happy hour ends at this moment or whatever, yeah. whatever it is. And then when restrictions come in, like, you know, there's traffic that you didn't know of, or, you know, you got a phone call that was important. Um, that's, you know, or you, or you did lose some data, so you had to go back and redo it, or, you know, whatever it may be. I think that when we're really invested in an external, um, tangible reality manifesting, then it becomes really uncomfortable. And that's why we get very, uh, we can get distressed about the idea of Mercury retrograde. But if we okay. took that as a gift, you know, oh, I lost the debt. I lost this letter. I was this email that I have to send. It just my computer lost it and take it as, uh, you know, an idea that maybe you should give yourself more time to think through uh, what you're saying. Yes. Then you I start you. to work with it and things you don't feel out of sync with it. I like that so, framework of working with the energy instead of against it, pushing against it. Yeah, I, I think I think astrology is a wonderful tool, actually, um, with that idea. I, I feel like a lot of what you know drew me to astrology was that neutral witnessing, but the, the understanding. I'm an air sign, you know, with a lot of Scorpio, always trying to figure out what's underneath and why. How does this work? Um, yes. Trying to step out my emotional reaction, and so astrology is a really wonderful tool to get neutral and see where resistance comes and then actually embrace resistance. It's not, it's not a bad thing. It's not a, you know, a black white thing. It's not a good, bad thing. And to work with resistance as, as something that's actually helpful, you know, and let it inform us 
as to how mm-hmm. we can grow or what we can, what is a situation trying to tell us about ourselves or someone else, something else? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of in the higher mm-hmm. plane. I'm, I'm kind of, as I'm telling you that thinking, come on, Lisa, like, you know, uh, uh, two hours ago, I was like flipping out on Ikea with a representative. Like, so <laughs> I was not channeling higher planes of, uh, of existence. So I'll, I'll definitely own that. <laughs> I was not, I was definitely resisting as opposed to going yeah. with the energy. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that, that is, that is sort of some of the energy of the day, right? You know, it's that resistance that I, I have this vision of how this has to be and what is just and something else is presenting itself right now. Right. Um, but yeah, I do. I do think resistance. You know, now we're talking about resistance. Is is just information. You know, first, first it's external information, and I guess you know, sometimes we try at first to say, okay, there's resistance out there. But then, if we can really center it, it's and, and love it, and not you know go crazy on it, it's inner resistance just popping up as perceived outer resistance, and then we can work with it. You know. So yeah, how does this tie in with with reading patterns? And I know today you wanted to talk about uh, channels of frequency and creation. And mm-hmm. so how mm-hmm. how does what you're talking about inform these other things? Well, um, I mean, all all of this is you know all of these uh, you know planets and how we line them up and interpret them are you know are patterns. And you know when I was going to talk to you about that, maybe maybe I'll start with saying that. You know, when I'm when I'm asked, you know, what I do, I actually realize that before I call myself a clairvoyant or an astrologer, you know, that interpreting these things like I have been, um, I named myself a pattern reader. You know, it, mm. it, it took it probably I told you that. And that's how we came up with yes. this uh, idea. Um, yeah, it took me some time to actually put my finger on exactly what I do. You know, I mean, not I mean, yeah. I, I do astrology, but it didn't ring true to me to just say I'm an astrologer or clairvoyant. Because I'm also a songwriter just as much, and you know, you a are. fiction writer and filmmaker. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, so I got my degrees in that, and it's always coming in and out of my life. And yeah. it's always been the same muscle. I know if if my mother's listening, she's had to listen to me say this, you know, forever. Um, in my attempts to explain what this was, why astrology was exactly the same feeling, you know, as as downloading a song on an instrument I never played, or writing what I tend to sort of channel. Uh, historical yeah. figures, characters, and I realized that you know what it is is that I it's a it's a frequency. It's like a straight downloading. You know, it's like three sides of the same coin. It feels like to me. Okay. And it's an and and it's just that I seeing patterns. You know, seeing this information are really just allowing more than seeing, allowing these patterns to come through me by tuning into a frequency. You know, and this yeah. is how I translate. I, how I translate my world, basically. So, you know, it started when I was little, you know, I'd relate a word with a license plate, with a color, with the back of a menu, with, you know, a book that fell off a shelf, and I'd sort of know some things. <laughs> okay. my bizarre. And then, you know, I, in writing, I would kind of write a screenplay bizarrely, you know, overnight when I was in film school and go, what did I do? But it was getting in this extreme alignment, which I was doing, which if my mother's listening again, she called right-braining, I think. Yes, um, right-braining. Yeah, which I didn't know what she meant, but I think she was right. Um, and I would be getting into alignment, and then I would just make myself uh, able to receive a frequency, so to speak. Okay. Okay. Translate. Does that make sense? Some sense? Yeah. Yeah, translate. Keep going with that. Okay. All right. So... 
so, and then I was thinking about this, you know, before our show, and, and a way to say it is that I, I'm open and I'm tuned in. Maybe innately I was tuned into this channel, but I work this muscle somewhat, meaning, you know, mm-hmm. I enjoy, I have an interest in living in that space. And downloading what wants to be known, whether that's a song, you know, in the key of D that I have no idea where it came from because I'm not trained on guitar, or it's, or it's, um, it's an innate ability I seem to have reading charts, you know, before I even studied, you know, understanding the pattern, looking at it and allowing the information of what those things mean, that degree, that, that placement, you know, that sign and how it comes together, you know, to create yes. a whole. So, and yes. I thought about, I, I thought about this and I actually did it last night. Uh, you know, if I place my hand on my heart, you know, or on my head or on my solar plexus and, you know, say, you know, did my poem come from here? My song or, or my, the reading of a charter, you know, obviously clairvoyant stuff doesn't tend to. I can't, I don't feel it as if it came, you know, from my body, like my density. Mm-hmm. It, it's not, it doesn't come from my ego self, you know, my identity self. But if I put my hands, which I think, if, you know, if you're in the room with me, I, I'm always doing this for some reason, saying, I, you know, wrote a song, but my hand's in the air. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's intuitive, you know, it's 5D. Yeah, 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 exactly. And out from out there and, and receiving on that channel. And I like to think of that as a frequency. And it's not it's not particular to myself. I, I really, truly believe anybody can do this. Um, it's yes. just that I've chosen, my being has chosen, and even my, you know, in a sense, my astrology chart might show a predisposition to this uh, interest in this incarnation. Um, but I've chosen to tune in. I, you know, moving my hand as if all of you can see, um, you know, to, you know, to, uh, you know, you know, 101, you know, FM, you know, whatever. Right. That's, that's the channel or the frequency. And on that frequency, I download the information about patterns or, you know, of an astrology chart, a song or clairvoyant information. Is and this- if somebody, oh, go ahead. No, finish your sentence, and then I'm going to ask you this question. Okay. And so I, I always encourage my clients, you know, anybody can can do this. Anybody, um, you know, I, I've done a lot of uh, a creative unblocking for people. And, you know, if they couldn't write, uh, you know, I would help them so that they could write, you know, by opening up to that channel within themselves, really by mirroring it more, you know, from the beginning of my discussion here, you know, not doing it for them or telling them how, but by my doing it, reflecting that energy and and then they would find themselves doing it or playing, you know, an instrument, you know, like a guitarist who's never touched a bass and then they can, you know, sort of tune into a frequency and allow bass playing to come through them, you know. And you are empowering them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To do, is, this, is this related at all to, you know, personally, you've talked to me about cosmic astrology in comparison to, mm-hmm. to Western astrology. Is this at all kind of touching on those things? I, I, I think, yeah, no, I think one could tie that in. I think I found cosmic astrology, which I, I don't know if she wouldn't call it Western. I, but I guess she'd say it, it's cosmic. <laughs> so, okay. Um, you know, with the, the teacher, the, the, the reason why I say I, got, I really could get into astrology as a discipline and not just as a hobby and that it's Stephanie Azaria at thecosmicpath.com. Yes. And, yeah. um, yeah, I started. I started studying uh, cosmic astrology, which yeah, it had to do with um, re- sort of reversing the direction of you know how you read a chart, which is usually counterclockwise. And you know, my understanding of that, just even prior to to Stephanie, was that 
you know, if you draw, you know, your, your finger, you know, counterclockwise, it's almost like you're, you're screwing in or like a, a spiral down into the ground so that the blueprint of your chart, um, you know, sort of is dense with karma and the things that we talk about, you know, your life path, your karma, your dharma, the things that you have to learn, your lessons, you know, you may have been abandoned as a child and we can see that mm-hmm. in the chart. But, but truly, you know, if one wants to evolve that chart, um, you know, and, and this is where I live, that you don't have to be grounded into that story. Thank God. Story path. Yeah. Right, right. But we, we can evolve. And, and how do we do that? So cosmic astrology that she's developed, um, you know, goes clockwise starting at the top of the chart, like at a clock at 12. And it moves in a different direction. And, and what that does is it goes clockwise spiraling up to move you out of karma out of your family, you know, DNA, you know, pattern. And so that you actualize into, you know, your now, your authentic self that isn't mired in these uh, divisive black and white things. You know, I'm not a singer. I'm an intellectual. I'm not smart. I'm, you know, creative or whatever these things are, you know. Um, The ways that that we define ourselves, I think, Mm -hmm. on the earth plane. So it sounds like this notion of cosmic astrology kind of like um help us move and evolve and grow from from those baselines that that we might have experienced in our lives yeah and just reframe the whole thing i mean with your permission i'd love to do you know a show on that um at some point but it reframes things like like we're we're like like we talked about earlier this Jupiter and Saturn thing is constantly called. I mean, anybody can go online and look, you know, Jupiter, Saturn square, you know, it's kind of tough. You know, there's this opposition, you know, there's friction, you know, and if you think of it as a stepping stone instead, you know, like there's, there's let's say a river, you know, flowing and, and, you know, there's rapids and instead of you're stuck and you can't cross it, you know, there's a stepping stone, you know, to get you to the other side an opportunity. And those yeah, opportunities which, have as much meaning as if, as if you know, you're on a raft floating across a still thing. You know? Yeah, I you think know? that's great and can offer us a sense of hope. Because I know in, in my chart, there's some aspects of Saturn um, having to do with planets relating to love in my life. And, you know, I don't want to believe mm-hmm. that I'm always going to have restriction in that area because of where Saturn was when I was born, you know, like, so yeah. it's, you know, yeah. it's. I mean, I totally believe since I'm a therapist and healer, we can transcend what our experience might dictate us by our free will and choice and, and such. So it's good to know that astrologically as well, that there's hope there, you know? Yeah, yeah there's definitely hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I couldn't sign up, you know, personally as being who I am with any kind of dogma that would, you know, castigate myself into the role of something because of the moment I was born. And just to make it, bring in a little humor, I've always been highly irritated that I was um, induced as well. So I I think I Ah. uh, (laughs) rebelled against that notion, even though all astrologers say, you know, no, that doesn't matter. And I'm, no, you know, I was induced. I'm not going to be, you know, castigated into some version of my story, you know, negativity, that's but funny. that's just the way it is. <laughs> that's funny, Amadeus. Of course, yes. of course, as an astrologer, I'm laughing, because if any if anyone really uh, knows much astrology out there, I do have an Aquarian moon at the, um, what we call the last degree, meaning, I, you know, this sort of inner rebel going on, you know, emotionally, I need to do that, at, uh, you know, and have my own stance about how it is. 
So I'm yes. not, I'm not, I don't do very well when somebody tries to tell me what my reality is. <laughs> I know, I don't either. <laughs> I think it's an exceedingly negotiable and, and very happily ever changing thing, you know? So, yes. and for each person to create, you know, for themselves. But I, I had more I was going to talk about frequencies if you want. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, so again, you know, I was saying, you know, like it's like tuning in. I think a lot of people talk about this, you know, you'll hear artists talk about that, uh, you know, um, painters, you know, anybody, people, you know, anyone in any field, you know, a professor saying they don't know what they said. They just set up, you know, they sort of downloaded, they, ch- they channel, they tune in, you know, to a frequency. Um, and so, you know, when I write, when I, when I do astrology, when I, uh, write, you know, write a song, you know, I tune into that. And, you know, I was thinking about, you know, everything's frequency. And in terms of sound, you know, sound is a wave, it, but, you know, it moves, it oscillates, you know, and there's a spectrum mm-hmm. of frequencies within it. You know, we have low frequencies and rumbles, some things that we can't even hear, but, you know, affect us, high frequencies. And these, you know, are measured in something called hertz. And then, you know, I thought about music, you know, what happens, you know, I, I have a studio and um, anybody who does music out there knows that, you know, there's certain things, certain frequencies that you put into your music that might not be there necessarily, or you heighten them to give it a shimmer, so to speak. So, you know, we add 10 hertz, you know, you know, we, we add, uh, uh, you know, this brightness, <laughs> you know, there's certain units yes. that one will play of hardware that we plug into. In fact, I have one, you know, $2,500 unit called the Shimmer, you know, that somebody, I think like, uh, so everyone can laugh, like Michael Bolton will only use it <laughs> to get his Shimmer, you know? Okay. Um, and that's, that's a frequency, you know, that's tuning into something. And so frequencies are patterns. You know, anybody who has a, a, a you know garage band or something has even seen the recording of themselves, you know, talking. You know, it's a pattern. It goes up, it goes down, it peaks, you know. And and our hearts beat, you know, at a certain rhythm. Some say, you know, at two hertz. You know, our brain waves, you know, you notice know what you do. You know, we we have different frequencies. You know, we have beta waves. That, but, you yes, know, gamma. Sort of everyday yeah. thinking, right, alpha. And, and one of the fascinating things is that most people will agree that somewhere within, you know, seven to eight hertz, you know, is which is in the um, uh, uh, alpha state, you know, which is mm-hmm. a, a more relaxing, daydreaming, visualizing state, that that's where intuition and psychic knowledge come in. And then oh, I cool. was thinking about I know, and, and, and I was thinking about it, you know, I'm sure many people have heard of the Schumann resonance. I was always taken with that, the sound of that, the Schumann resonance. Yeah, can you <laughs> tell us what that's, that is? Yeah, that's, that's you know, a scientist discovered, you know, that there's this permanent standing wave uh, in the atmosphere. I think something like between the Earth's surface and the ionosphere, something like that. And, and that it has, you know, a heartbeat, that the Earth really has a heartbeat of about 7.8 hertz. And now okay. I just told you that psychic in psychic information, intuition, you know, a channel like I'm talking about, you know, that mm-hmm. I will tune into. Is that the same thing? So if we think about that, and I was thinking about what I do to do what I do when I write a song, what what happens, you know, when I do a chart. And, you know, I ground. I do this thing, everybody has to deal with me. I'm sure if any of my friends are there, they're laughing because I say I have to ground, I have to ground. So I do, you know, grounding rituals to get my myself here in the ground so that I'm actually open to take information 
from up there, the side D, the ether. You know, if I'm not grounded, I would be floating around wherever the hell right. I am. How do you ground? How can you help people? How can you help us to do that on our own? Yeah. Um, well, I studied for a long time. You know, I always heard this thing. I'm going to give because it's me. Um, <laughs> a little yeah. preamble. Um, I always heard about grounding, and I was told I was sort of a calm, grounded person. But at the same time, you know, I could sort of trip out there. And, and I was sick for many years, and, you know, I would hear a lot, you know, you need to ground. And I'd think, okay. And I'd sit and, you know, light a candle and get calm. And, but I, I didn't really get grounding, what that meant, because then I might feel tripped out but not grounded. Yeah. So then I found um, this grounding method, and I studied for many years, and that's where I got into clairvoyant stuff. And it's from the Envision School. People can look that up in Chicago. And my teacher was uh, uh, a psychic named Chris Cahill. I might have mentioned her last time, and that's C-R-I-S-C-A-H-I-L-L dot com. Okay. And her version of grounding that she was teaching was what made me go, ah, okay, I get it. And I now know how to not get sick, actually, and let all this information, because, you know, some just pouring through me or whatever was going on, um, come through me safely without throwing me out of whack. And so um, that's a long process, that one I learned. But basically, one of the things that uh, we do on that grounding that changed for me is yeah. that um, in, instead of using white light, which a lot of people do, you know, people yes. say, imagine what we use gold. And I, I am a firm believer that if you're having trouble grounding, try gold light. We I like talk that. About gold that. Light. Another show, if you want, why gold and not. Yeah, I'd love light. that. Um, but, you know, and having, as silly as it sounds, having both your feet on the ground, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. so funny how much we'll talk about grounding and then, you know, <laughs> I'll do it, you know. Um, across the way, you know, uh, scratch my head, be contorted like a pretzel and wondering why I don't feel like a tree. <laughs> yes, our feet, your feet aren't so, on the ground. Yeah, really like two feet on the ground. And I'm not saying you have to go out into the grass, although that's nice. You can do it anywhere. I mean, anywhere. I mean, even when you're lying down, at least get your feet flat, not crossed, you know? Yes. And, and, um, and, you know, you can imagine something grounding you, um, uh, from your root chakra, which is, you know, around your hips and your pelvis. And again, you don't use white or black in it. This can be anything. It could be a rainbow. It could be a rock. It could be anything that your imagination feels comfortable with. And, and imagine that thing in that area and, and then ground it down into the earth. And, you know, do some breathing. And, um, and if you don't like what you created, one of the things that I learned a lot in this grounding is something called create and destroy, which I needed to learn because I um, can get kind of stuck in my thing I'm doing, you know? <laughs> you yeah. Know, it's got to be, it's, it has to be a red, you know, crystal, you know? <laughs> and then, well, I don't know if I like my red crystal. Instead of, you know, dealing with that, uh, blow it up, you know? So let's say, I, so let's say right now everybody put their feet on the ground and imagine okay. that, um, they were sitting on, you know, a red crystal. We'll use a red crystal. Okay. Going straight straight down into the earth. And then if you don't like that, imagine blowing it up. And when you do that, you you, you release energy and you get your body in the now. So many of us are, and I'm doing it all, all the time, we're, we're daydreaming out somewhere. Right. And we're not here. We're, we're not here, you know. So when we're in the future. That, we're, we're in the past. Uh-huh, yes. Yeah, you know. And the simple act of, which I didn't know I had permission to give myself, so thank you, Chris, if you're out there, of just 
creating and destroying. Okay, I don't like it. Let's blow it up, you know? All right, mm-hmm. I'm a blue pot. I'm a blue pot grounded, you know, down to the earth. Okay, I don't like that. Let's go back to crystal, you know? And, and then do that and, and breathe and imagine some good neutral energy, like earth energy coming up through your root chakra. And then imagine some good, you know, uh, cosmic energy or some gold light you can do, you know, coming down through your crown, the top of your head. And, I mean, there's a lot more, you know, depth you can go into. But if you do that, keep your feet on the ground and do that for literally like a minute. You get more grounded than you might have been for the last eight hours if you've been running all over the place. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, and and you know I you know if we if you want to get back into now some of the Mercury and retrograde, this kind of goes with that theme. If that's all right, okay. Yeah, let's do it. Is that, is that all right? Um, because Mercury was in retrograde, but I didn't mention that it was in Taurus. And Taurus, you know, um, definitely in cosmic astrology, but in you know mainstream astrology at times too, is associated, you know, with the Earth, with grounding, or like the Tree of Life. It has so much of that energy of being grounded, and once grounded. Your mm-hmm. intuition and your knowing and your connection to love-based thinking can happen. Like the frequency of love, which I would say, if I was to name where I'm, you know, coming from, you know, I tune into at least what I call a frequency of love out there. So okay. when Mercury was retrograde in Taurus, we were all redoing our connection to ourselves, our truth, how we communicate, because Mercury's communication, and distill our grounded truth. You know, mm-hmm. so we were mm-hmm. looking at it and we were coming from, if we think of it like, you know, like a tree, how do we get back to being grounded so that we come from our core and from our heart so that what we emanate out, you know, is our, into maybe eventual action is our, you know, is our truth. And we got, you know, a lot of upgrades in how we communicate and what we value. And so I had a lot of uh, clients and a lot of uh Information comes to me that a lot of people in relationships, and those eclipses, remember, and Libra and Pisces yes. put up a lot of relationship stuff. So then we went into this Mercury retrograde, you know, that was a very, you know, sort of heavy one with a lot of resistance until you learn to ground out what needs to be there and connect back. So there were a lot of uh, relationship communication glitches. People wanting to say their truth but not feeling heard. People blurting out strange truths. Yeah. That's not what I value, you know, a lot of weird stuff going on. And if that wasn't going on, perhaps, you know, some mechanical things reflecting that, right, externally. And But as the retrograde neared toward the end, you know, a few days ago, I, a lot of people went through a reset, just really getting grounded, you know, like mm-hmm. grounding their bodies, grounding their truth. And can, we're able to communicate and come back to their heart to communicate a truth, you know, like one of what they value personally. And this, this has upgraded how we're communicating. I like that notion of an upgrade of our, of communication. That's uh-huh. cool. Yeah, that's really what we've been doing. So I saw a lot of coming together, you know, over these what you know perceived blocks, and then a lot of you know revelations out of what might have felt like a stuck or frustrated energy. You know. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, another way to say our mental operating systems were kind of getting upgraded. And this is funneling into, and I might have talked about it before, but I want to say just a little, if that's cool. I don't even know what Yeah. We, so we have our, about six minutes. We, we're good. All right. I'll quickly. Um, it's okay. Upgraded. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, um, you're welcome. Upgraded, 
mental operating system, you know, this way that we're connecting and grounding ourselves to who we really are, um, is funneling into what all of us are going through, this a new sense of authentic self that we're all becoming. But the biggest astrological thing, and I'll definitely talk about it the next time, is happening um, around uh, June 8th, 9th, and that's when the planet Uranus uh, comes together with Eris, and it's the first time we've all experienced this, and it's two planets of what can be perceived of as disruption or awakening okay. coming together to to awaken us into our new social identities and how we relate externally to others and how we feel about who we are. But all of us are going through this, and I really feel this Mercury retrograde of having to reground our truth and then, you know, come to a higher truth. Also, I hope this isn't too confusing. We just had a Sagittarius full moon. Okay. Full moon, yeah. a big one about opening up to new visions, you know. And we're having a blue moon, which means which is rare, which means another full moon in Sagittarius on June 20th. And during this whole time, we're, you know, coming off that Mercury retrograde of regrounding our truth and... Um, uh, and the Sagittarian, um, these full moons that are helping us come to our highest vision of ourselves, they're all funneling into a summer where we're going to be coming more into our authentic self. And so Very it's cool. really important that we all got to look at how we communicate and what we value. I think a lot of us got really have had quite a spring of what do I value? You know, who am I? Yeah. I'm speaking my yes. values. Whoa, I'm getting resistance. Is that really my value? You know? Starting right now that we really are getting some good energy to present our authentic self to the world. I feel um, a lot of change and, and growth in the air, yeah. mm-hmm. kind of like what you spoke of earlier when we first started today. Oh, good. I love that. Yeah, I really, I really wanted to encourage everybody uh, who's listening, you know, do, do allow yourself some zip, a little bit of zip, a little bit of fun is returning, a little bit of lightening up. And I just wanted to say one thing, you know, about this, one more thing about this full moon. We just had a big full moon in Sagittarius on the weekend, and it's opening up our doorways to, you know, the traveling of our mind or our foot to new philosophies. But, you know, whether this means we take off to, you know, a ranch to see a whole bunch of horses lining up at night, or whether this means we pick up a new book of philosophy, or we just let go of some, you know, philosophy we felt that we had to have. We're really expanding our own visions, you know, our own new truths, and um, it's exciting. So everybody expect the unexpected, allow enlightenment to happen between now and June 20th, and allow shifts in your perspective to align you with your higher source. Yes, and and speaking of that, as you're saying that, I wondered if, uh, can you tell us about your office in Santa Monica? Is that something new? Hmm. It is. It's just like uh, you moving, right? On these yes. Trips. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much. Um, yes, I have the opportunity. I've had a move of where I uh, work out of. I've been working out of West Hollywood, and I'm going to be uh, several days a week um, taking clients in an office in Santa Monica, and that's wonderful. I'm closer to the water. That's great. And that's going to be wonderful for me. So um, I will put up some info on my website about that, and um, yeah, it's great. It's like how, how can people reach, reach you for sessions, and do you do in person as well as, as phone or other mm-hmm. remote ways of working yeah. with individuals? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do in person. Um, so, you know, I will be doing that in Santa Monica, or I could talk on the phone in Santa Monica in the summer. Great. Um, I, definitely, I definitely do phone. I sometimes do Skype, but I find when there's so much energy in Skype. That you want to feel it. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it goes down. It's so funny. It, it just seems so often. I really? Feel like so much energy comes through. <laughs> and, you know, maybe I need to blow that idea up. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm any any way that I can communicate with someone, um, I will. I You know, I love to communicate. So, um, yeah. And, and then I have my website is I am Amadeus, and that's a funky spelling. It's A-M-A-D-A-E-S um, dot com. And there's info on there, and then um, it has my phone number and email, and um, yeah, contact me that way. And for our listeners, if if you all want to reach Amadeus, if you don't catch IamAmadeus.com, you can go to LA Talk Radio and pull up uh, All Things Therapy on Channel 2, and there is an archive of the show. It has today's date, May 26, and it has... Amadeus's website and a bit about her and her work. So you can also find this show and her that way. Amadeus, do you have any parting thoughts for us before we conclude? Um, yeah, I just, I feel compelled to tell everybody that love really is a frequency and to just uh, allow it, you know, I do. I just feel very compelled to tell everybody that and that, um, and to be gentle with thyself. Everybody, a lot of people are going through body stuff. Don't worry about it. It's just giving you information. Just, just gentle with yourself and allow everyone to go on the frequency of love toward your highest visions this month. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Amadeus. <laughs> Thank you. And you'll be Thanks back. You'll be back later this summer for our third, our third part of the series. I will I'm be looking forward to I it. I will be. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome, Amadeus. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye. That concludes today's show with Amadeus. Listen in next week. I am with Claire Candy Hogue of angelhealinghouse.com. She is an author of three books, Angels of Faith, One True Home, and I Am an Angelic Walk-In, which was just released within the last 48 hours. Um, She's a Reiki master, conducts workshops to empower women. She speaks about twin flame relationships, near-death experiences, and connecting to the divine within. She does healing sessions and is a public speaker. So we are going to have a really big show. She's also a radio show host. So I don't expect that there will be a dull moment with Claire Candy Hogue next week. I'm wishing you all a fantastic day. Bye. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir.